1: does continue here on a tuesday matt Pawley back with you we did successfully pull off the studio change right in the middle of that uh, commercial break. We were in one studio. We are now in another studio. Matt Pajeski not only made the studio change, but he even got our next uh, guest on the phone. We go to the Quiver River guest line. We're very happy to uh, welcome on to uh, the program uh, sports reporter, sports anchor with uh, Channel Five KSDK is Corey Miller. You can follow him on Twitter at Corey underscore Miller Five. Corey, thanks so much for your time. How are you?
0: I am good, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Pleased to be here.
1: Yeah, I, we don't really know each other at all, but I, I can I say <laughs> we can't really joke around too much. But I can tell you, it was very impressive just now watching Matt Pajeski get you on after we were in another studio. It was a thing of beauty here.
0: I'm, I'm hearing this. It sounds like a full line change if we were in a hockey game or something. I I, I would love to see how that happens.
1: That's a that's a good analogy. Although uh, we got a few people in the penalty box with just me uh, and Pajeski moving <laughs> over here. Uh, speaking of hockey, let's get into the Blues. They get a one nothing win yesterday. Obviously, Jordan Bennington was really good uh, with his second shutout of the year. Who knows what's going to happen moving forward, but how important is it that we see the Blues not just win a game, but win a game where Bennington kind of steals it for you?
0: Well, I feel like we've seen this before. They they get down, and then they'll have a game like this and feel like, okay, everything's all right, they're going to get back on it, and then something awful will happen again. So I think we're going to have to wait and see if it's going to be an actual stretch here or not. But the good thing is we're only about 30 games into the season. They're only, honestly, a couple points out of third place in the Central rubies at the helm I'm almost never going to be worried so obviously it hasn't been what we'd hope for uh but if you've got a goalie that's going to play like that and in a lot of flashes he's fittington shown that's what he's going to do this year if his defense stays a, at least somewhat sturdy in front of him so I'm not jumping ship on the blues just yet there's a long way to go and they've definitely got the right guy in goal and at the helm
1: they're going to go on the road for the next five games. They're not going to play a home game again until after Christmas on Tuesday, December 27th. This is this is a weird time for one of these trips because it feels like maybe this is a thing that brings the team together or maybe this is the thing that does the team in. We may know a lot more about this team after this trip.
0: That's a good point. I mean, this whole schedule this year has been weird. After the, the start where they played like five games less than everybody else in hockey and then you go on the winning streaks and the losing streaks, and I'm looking at it now. This is not going to be a cakewalk. You're going up to the Northwest with Oilers, Flames, and Seattle's a lot better this year. And and then in Vegas, this is going to be a pretty pivotal pivotal stretch going to the break, that's for sure. We, We might see if they are able to string something together. It's going to be important they do.
1: Continue to be joined by Corey Miller from uh, Channel 5 KSDK. Let's switch gears, talk Cardinals baseball. The big news of the last week or so was their acquisition of uh, Wilson Contreras. He takes over behind the plate. Obviously, they're going to get more offense from him. There's still questions about what he does defensively, but those questions seemingly are something that uh, he wants to work on. What was kind of your initial response when you heard that news?
0: I think just over time, as I think about it, I like it more and more and more. At Initially, I think, A lot of people were hoping they'd go get Sean Murphy a little bit better defensively, may not have to to shell out the dollars. But the Contreras contract looks pretty fair to me. I just saw a report from Jeff Jones from the Bellevue News Democrat that even that first year in 2023 is even down to about $10 million. So it might be backloaded a little bit, so they might have some more flexibility here. I I love it now. I I love this acquisition. When you can go out and get the best player at – any position in free agency, it's awesome to see the Cardinals do that because I don't know the last time they did. Maybe Matt Holiday in 2010 after he had just had that season with him in in 09. So it's going to change your lineup. We all love Yachty, uh, but Wilson Contreras is on about five different levels up offensively than Yachty has been the last couple years. So I think we're really going to notice the change uh, offensively that he's going to bring to this
1: team. To me, it still feels like it's a it's a work in progress in terms of the roster. I would not be against the matting starting pitching, especially when you think about they don't have a whole lot in contract beyond this upcoming season. Uh, a left handed bat in the middle of that order could certainly help against some of the right handed pitching that they struggle against at times. Those are the things that I think most people are talking about. Where where do you feel? Is it one of those two spots? Is it something else? Where do you feel like this team could still improve?
0: Oh yeah, that that rotation is still scaring me because it's like it feels like the last couple of years there's just too many question marks and crossing your fingers and just really hoping everything works out. You've got Adam Wainwright in his last season, uh over forty still and you never bet against Wainwright. But if he's the your ace you're counting on, that may not be what you want to go for. Miles Michaelis in his last season uh under contract, Jack Flaherty, who knows? Jordan Montgomery, not quite as strong at the end last year. And then a, a bunch of guys you're maybe not confident from Libertura to Hudson, so and even Stephen Matt. So I, I think you have to get somebody to push for the competition in spring training to just extend that depth of that starting rotation, or we're going to be in the same spot uh, the Cardinals were in this past season trying to find innings and see if somebody can rise to the top, and you don't have a Jose Quintana who, who did that last season for them.
1: Your guy, Frank Cusimano, came on this show uh, shortly after the season came to an end and said something that I have repeated over and over and over. And that's just the idea that w- when Jose Quintana was your number one starter, he wouldn't have been a number 1 or maybe even a number 2 starter for most of the other teams in the National League. Certainly not uh, the Padres or the Braves or the Mets or the Dodgers, those teams that you really view uh, as kind of who you're competing against to try to get to the World Series. So uh, that's not anything against Jose Quintana, but at the same time, it does feel like they're missing something at the top of the rotation. Maybe Jack Flaherty gets back to where he was at before and he'd be one of those guys, but it does seem like they need more high-end starters.
0: A lot of, a lot of hoping and wishing yeah. for sure. And if John Mazalak is a wizard at the trade deadline, maybe he can pull off another Quintana Montgomery summer like he did and they'll be great. And that'll uh, kind of mend the wounds for a little while, but I would rather them not have to count on that and go into this season with a little more certainty
1: couple more things for uh, Corey Miller from Channel 5 before we let him go. We'll talk some Slough Billkins basketball. Uh, they end up falling short against Boise State this past weekend. It, it all of a sudden really feels like with this team, they, they set up their non-conference where – they could probably be in pretty good shape for an at-large bid if they don't win the A-10. Well, with the loss to Iona and the loss to Boise State and uh, not getting the win against Auburn that they were so close to getting, all of a sudden, it feels like with league play starting in just a couple weeks, they may have to win the A-10 to get into the NCAA tournament.
0: Yeah, man, things have certainly changed since we opened the season. (laughs) And you mentioned that uh, schedule. Travis Ford got kind of tired, of I think, of us asking about the schedule and just how tough it was, and it was set up, as you mentioned, to give them a good resume, and it didn't really work out that way. They had a couple of good wins, but more missed opportunities is how I think we're going to look about it. Uh, you got to get Javante Perkins. I don't know if he's still not quite back to how you want him to be health-wise and how they can utilize him. He's supposed to be their, their top scorer, and they really need to get him going. Uh, Uri's being Uri and is having a fantastic season so far, but you need more offense from everybody. And it is just not gone like they think it will. And Travis Ford knows how much talent he has in that room. So, you know, ride him off. Hopefully it's not going to take an a 10 title, but it certainly hasn't been a start that they were hoping for.
1: You're a Mizzou guy. Were you um, – I i don't think anybody expected, and very few people expected Missouri to get the win against Kansas, but they're obviously much improved this year. Dennis Gates is doing a fantastic job. They were undefeated going into that game. Were you surprised by the lopsided nature of their loss against Kansas?
0: Oh, gosh. I'm not surprised by anything that he does <laughs> to me anymore. I've, they can't hurt me anymore. I've kind of just resigned myself to the fact. But I was hoping it would be a little more interesting. It just got down so quickly. And there was nothing they could do to get back. And Kansas wasn't missing a shot. And Mizzou's defense was definitely not prepared for the talent level Kansas has after playing a an early schedule with uh, probably the lightest schedule in the entire in the entire country. But you know what? It, it's better than it has been. I really like Coach Dennis Gates. Got to talk with him on our Sports Plus show uh, just last week. I think he's definitely the right guy for that job. He's getting everybody excited. He's Obviously, you want the game against Kansas to go better than that. But things so still on the up and up. And uh, I'm just glad they're playing again because Mizzou Arena was rocking. And I I got to Mizzou one year late to experience that. So I'm still a little bit bitter that I, I missed out on the, on the border war. But I'm just glad it's back because uh, there is actual hate between these two schools. And it's always good when you can see it play out on an athletic field.
1: They'll play a game against Central Florida on a neutral site down uh, in Florida uh, at the Orange Bowl Classic, but then after that, here in St. Louis, they've got the Bragg and Rights game against Illinois. Going Kansas and Illinois, two out of three games, Uh, that's not easy. And and not that Central Florida is easy by any stretch of the mind, but certainly two rivalry games within a few weeks of each other, Uh, that's that's tough for a Tigers team that hadn't really been tested prior to that uh, Kansas matchup.
0: They're really going to be put through the ringer because I think they've got Kentucky and Arkansas right yeah. after that Illinois yep. game. So it's uh, it's really going to – they flipped the switch from uh, the maybe cupcakes earlier to the cream of the crop in the SEC and across the country for sure. Uh, bragging rights is always fun, and at least in my experience, has always found a way to be interesting. Uh, even on Mizzou's teams that haven't been so great, they put up a decent fight. So uh, Illinois, obviously – Uh, We know what they can do. They knocked off Texas, uh, number two team in the country. Had a rough one against Penn State. But, you know, they're fired up for it. The arena's going to be a lot of orange because, you know, the the Illinois folks want to show up and represent in St. Louis, which is supposed to be Mizzou's territory. But uh, that game's always fun. I'm definitely looking forward to it.
1: He is Corey Miller. You follow him on Twitter at Corey underscore Miller5. You see him on uh, Channel 5. Corey, this was fun. Good to get to know you a little bit. I'm sure we'll get you on again real soon. Thanks for having me on, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. Corey Miller joining us here. On sports open line on the Quiver River guest line. Appreciate him uh, taking some time. Now, in a little bit, we're gonna have John Callahan on and talked about this earlier on the program. Had some people call up to get some more information, but nobody has pulled the trigger quite yet. So we still have it available. Comes out to a hundred bucks per person. A pickleball party for twenty, and you get uh, some. Um, you, you get expert instruction in pickleball with uh, John Callahan, one of the top. If the if not the top pickleball instructor in the world. He's right here in St. Louis, and again, it's uh, a pickleball party, 420. It comes out to 100 bucks per person, so think about you got a party, you go out to a game, you go whatever, you're, you're looking for new stuff to do. This is the thing to do. This is a, a fun evening out and uh, or an afternoon out. You can do it whenever you want. Again, it's still available, 314-436-7900 as uh, we continue to uh, raise money for uh, Tree of Hope and Cardinal Glenn and Children's hospital again john is going to uh, join us coming up in just a few moments when we'll give you more information about all of this my name is matt paulie this is sports open line back after this here on kmox t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours